0: and today we will be going over a few things. We'll be talking about these new uniforms that are, seem to be uh, making their rounds. Or at least we have a a preview video in cartoon form anyway. So uh, we have that to get to. I have a, a listener email that threw out some pretty good questions that we'll answer and the NHL also kind of threw out some possibilities for the next season and how maybe that could look, possibilities there. So first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Instagram. Search Locked on Avalanche and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com, just like Jeremy did which we will get to uh, in the next segment. So the first thing I think everybody wants to discuss right now is the jersey situation. And Adidas put out a like one-minute trailer for what they're deeming the uh, reverse retro jerseys. And these will, in all likelihood, be our third jerseys for the season. <clears throat> now, in the video, if you haven't seen it, like I said, it's only about a minute. Uh, when when you see, when you, you see there's just a an image of a character walking kind of like away from you, and the colors of his jersey constantly change, and along with the the jersey color changing is a number on his back, which signifies the year that that particular color and team will reverse retro this year's colors to. So if that doesn't make any sense to you, uh, we'll focus in on the Avalanche and what we assume are the avalanche colors is also connected with the number 79 so it's the 1979 nordiques color scheme that's going to be the avalanche retro uniforms for this year and we had been teased this we we had have, have known that the avs are going to do something to you know bring back the nordiques seeing as it's their 25th Anniversary in Colorado and they said this would be the first year that they, they really have done nothing uh, When it comes to the Nordiques But they said they would change that for this year. This seems to be that we've gotten the Nathan McKinnon Instagram post With the gloves we got the Miko Rantanen Instagram post with the pants And this seems to Slowly be coming together As a uniform For for me I, I, I was You know I was excited when I first saw it, and and I still am. I still am. I, you know, we're getting uh, another Avalanche jersey to add to our our collection and our closets. Uh, you know the, the the image that they show that constantly changes colors. Um, the 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 outline of the jersey doesn't change at all. So it has kind of like you know the the main color. And it looks like on the shoulders, it has a a certain color. And then there's stripes on the bottom. I can't imagine every single team is going to have the same look. And some have leaked already. I know Pittsburgh's has leaked and the Flyers has leaked. And minutes before I started recording, the Golden Knights had leaked, which I I mean, they can't get too retro. They've only been around for a few years. But by those looks... Uh, it, it doesn't seem like the outline of every uniform is going to be the same. So because when I first saw this, I was like, every team is going to have the same. Like there, there's just two lines on on the bottom, two lines on the the sleeves, and we don't see the front. That is the big thing is we, we just see the back with the number and the colors, and that's it. Now for the avalanche, the main color is white. So it doesn't seem like we're going to get a dark color third jersey in this reverse retro style it seems like it's going to be a white jersey nordique blue numbers and then the stripes and shoulder colors whatever they might be will be maroon now if you're going 79 nordiques or any nordiques you better be including the florida lee in there somewhere because that's kind of like the staple for Nordique uniform so I'm hoping they incorporate that somehow like I said you don't see the front so you don't know what logo they're going with uh and and I got a little upset when I when after time had passed and I really thought about it I kind of got upset because it it, like this seems to be the like the, the avalanche are getting lumped in here like every other team is into a bigger marketing thing and that's not what i expected i I kind of thought the avalanche were going to kind of do their own thing when it came to this year's third jersey focusing in on the nordiques and you know bringing them back into the fold after 25 years and it seems like it's just a bigger a bigger marketing scheme for adidas and everybody is involved and you know when when you have when you got teams like whatever like the original 6 that's fine even if you want to say the avalanche bringing back the nordiques is awesome you know those older teams even if you were say like carolina doing something with the the whalers but you know you're you're also including vegas they don't have a lot of history to go retro for anything so i mean look okay in the end we're we're getting new av sweaters and I'm always up for that. Always up for that. But I'm a, I was a little upset that these are part of a bigger marketing plan uh, by Adidas, rather than the Avalanche uh, franchise coming up with a design on their own, and and with the help of Adidas, because Adidas did help them out with the. Stadium Series jersey. I expect Adidas to be in on the design, but this was this is a league wide thing. And does it lose its appeal a little bit? I don't want to go that far, but I just thought it would have been special for the avalanche just to do something when it comes to retro um, instead of all 31 teams doing it. If that makes sense, doesn't take away my excitement for it. I love new new uniform. I love a new jersey. I'm definitely going to be buying a couple, I'm sure. Um, But it kind of, uh, you know, after I thought about it for a little while, I was like, man, I, I really wish it was special just to the Avalanche. And that's just me, you know, wanting the Avalanche to get just the notoriety. And once again, they're not going to get that because they have to share this moment with 30 other teams. What are you going to do? So, uh I think they said mid-December. I don't know the exact date. I want to say in the teens somewhere. We'll get the full get-up. So we'll see that logo. We'll see the jersey in full. Uh, right now, we're just getting teaser teases, which is to be expected. So uh, you can rest assured we will definitely be talking about it when the entire thing is revealed or leaked. Maybe theirs will get leaked like, I mean, their stadium series jersey got leaked way ahead of time. Uh, And like I said, three of them that I know of are out now. All that have been confirmed, but we can pretty much assume that that's what they are. So if the Avs do, we'll be talking about it here. Uh, Right now, we are going to talk about Built Go. And we've talked about Built Go for a few weeks now. You'll know about Built Bar and their new product is Built Go. It helps you break through that midday wall that you might be hitting on a daily basis. I know I do. I have my morning coffee and right around noon, one o'clock, the coffee wears off and you need something to kind of get you through the rest of the workday. And that is where built go can come into the fold. Uh, Whether it's a mental or physical wall breakthrough, it with go every day, easy to take in a one and a half ounce pouch. You can put it in your briefcase, in your desk. Really easy to tow along with you, and you can put it right in your pocket. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. You can take it before a workout, get you through a maybe a treadmill run. Uh, it's a five hour energy with this without the same crash feeling. Plus, it is natural, so it's better for your body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Comes in three delicious flavors peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. So you can go to builtgo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED and 20% comes off of your order at builtgo.com. Okay, so like I said, uh, Jeremy Minton, I believe is how to pronounce his last name. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, Jeremy, but uh, sent me an email and he threw three pretty good questions in there which we will tackle right now i I, I, you know we've been talking about the expansion drafts on occasion talked about it last week and when i had ryan clark on by the way which you have not if you have not gone and listened to those episodes those are from last week ryan clark came on we did three episodes worth of uh, conversation and one of the things we talked about was because he's going to seattle to cover the kraken for the athletic and one of the things that we talked about was the Kraken and, you know, their expectations for next year and who they might be picking from the avalanche when it comes to expansion draft time. And he was in agreement with me that these, the, the, the Kraken, I don't want to say most likely, but maybe the higher percentage is them going for a defender on the Avs. The abs are loaded at defense right now, and they're loaded on defense uh, in the the minors and spread across different leagues. So, could the Kraken go in any direction? Absolutely. But we, so because Ryan kind of said the same thing I was, and how the, he thinks they might go Graves or Taves uh jeremy asked the question he said could the abs pull up someone from the minors uh with the intention of playing them just enough just enough games to make them available in the seattle draft um, and then he says this would be to protect graves or taves so the 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 deal with that yeah you you could bring up somebody but they have to play a minimum amount of games and from my understanding this works the same way for this expansion as it did for the Vegas expansion which that player has to play 40 games in the most recent season or 70 total in the past 2 so you are bringing if you're bringing somebody up they're playing half the season to be eligible for that Seattle draft and if you're like the intent on that is what is to bring them up to make them eligible for the for the Kraken to take. Seattle's probably not going to take a guy like that. You know, he's not really proven. He, Seattle Seattle has a will have a pool of players to pick from from the Avalanche and a guy you just bring up to play 40 games to throw into the draft, they're going to ignore him immediately and 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 pick somebody more relevant to them. This wouldn't really protect Graves or Taves because you would still have to, I mean, I guess it could protect one or the other, uh, but you still might have to put one of them up because the way that it works is you can either do seven, three, and one, which is seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goalie, or eight skaters and a goalie. So if you were to do the seven, three, and one, or if you you did the eight skaters, you could do it that way, but then you're giving up, you're not going to be able to protect guys on the front line. You're not going to be able to protect, uh, you know, Kadri, maybe Burkowski. You're not going to be able to protect specific guys if you do the eight skaters. If you do the seven, three and one, you're still going to have to probably give up one of those guys because on your your defense, if Eric Johnson uh, does not want to let go of that trade clause, then um, you have to keep him. That is part of the rule. Um, something moving around. Um, if it, so it would be, it'd be Johnson, definitely McCarr. And then who's your third one? Is it, uh, you know, is it Gerard? Is it Graves or Taves? One of those guys are not being protected in that scenario. So it wouldn't really do any good for a number of reasons to bring someone up just to have them play enough games for the Seattle draft. And number one, you have to play the guy 40 games. And on a team that is expected to compete for a a title, that's not with a unproven prospect in mind. So I don't think that's going to happen. Second, he asked, could they protect that odd man out Graves or Taves with a fourth round draft pick or something? So I went to Ryan and I I asked him, I said, you know, I, I heard, I've been hearing things about draft picks being traded and he directed me to a guy that writes for the athletic who wrote about it when Min- um yeah when minnesota did minnesota did this with the vegas draft and at the time it was risky and i think they were they were taking a calculated risk um that didn't work for them so what uh what the wild did because the wild it, were in this we're kind of in a similar situation. The avalanche were in the avalanche have a, a good amount of players and they know they're going to lose one of them. They're going to lose a good player. Minnesota was coming off of a good season and they had a lot of, they had, they had a really good roster and they didn't want to really part with any of them. So what they did was they had an agreement with Vegas. Uh, let me, I, I, I want to get the names hundred percent, right uh if i can look it up quickly I, I don't know if i can so the so they 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 had i don't have the names in front of me i apologize for that but minnesota had a a deal in place with vegas where they were forcing them to pick player a i wish i could remember who it was so we're just calling player a and he's a prospect and then they they said if you take him as your expansion pick from our team will also make a trade with you where we will send you a second prospect who happened to be a first round pick. And uh, let me see who it was. Actually, I got it. I, I don't actually, cause I'm saying, I'm talking to Ryan about it. So it should be in our conversation. Uh, give me one second. So, okay. So it was Eric Hola and Alex took. So, Minnesota said, take Haula and then we will make a deal. Take him in in the expansion part of the draft and we will make a deal with you where we will send you Alex Tuck for a third round pick in one in either in 2017 or 18. So they basically forced Vegas's hand on who they were going to take from Minnesota with the caveat of here's a second player and just give us a draft pick back two prospects they were given they didn't take anybody from their main nhl squad kind of risky but they must have weighed the options and they didn't really like you know though they, they were willing to part with those two players and it has pretty much backfired on minnesota um, i don't know i don't want to say that's the sole reason why they have kind of fallen but alex tux has turned out to be a really good player um you could do something like that and would the avalanche go down that road uh it depends on who vegas would want from their prospect pool we know joe Sackick does not like to uh, really part with these guys he he does he, he picked these guys for a reason and he is like you know ride or die with them so i i i would lean towards no this not happening then, then it would happen, but again, it would depend on who Seattle would be asking for in terms of prospects. But I don't think they'll do it because they're just going to look at Minnesota and say it did not work for them. I get why Minnesota did it, um, and they, you know, this is this is a situation that no, you know, no teams have been in since the year 2000 when Columbus came into the league and uh, they had to do this way back then. But it was different back then. Th- that was a different expansion draft. This was something new. So they tried something new and it didn't work. So I think if the Avalanche were to do it, they might do it a different way than the way Minnesota did it because it backfired for Minnesota. Now, if they're if the Avalanche are going to give up players that they know really are, are, aren't going to make it, and even and even if they do make it and play well, they're not hurt because they have a, a very good pool of process, prospects so it could happen could happen I don't see it happening but it definitely could happen because the Avalanche have a ton of prospects and again it would all depend on what who Seattle would want so the third question he asks is are the Avalanche uh, physical enough to compete with the tougher teams that that's a that remains to be seen uh, we lost some muscle with zadorov that can't be denied and you know, that that doesn't really leave the app. The apps have guys that will get in and scrum, you know, now. But now it's on the the forward end. Now it's Cadre and even McKinnon uh, on on the blue line. McCarr not afraid and he he he'll get in there and he'll mix it up. Gerard doesn't Um Graves. He will if you test him, but he's not that type of guy that's looking for you know to go make contact with guys like Zidorov. You don't have a Zidorov anymore, so it remains to be seen if the Abs will be able to compete. They'll be able to compete day in and day out, clearly, but with those really like tough grinding, you know, uh, Dallas Star teams, uh, do they have guys that can then put up you know put up hits? like they're going to get from Dallas? We'll see. We'll see because that 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 is a very good question. And and they they don't have that bruising guy anymore. Um I don't think they do. And 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 like I said, I think it, it's a very real question. You know, guys like McKinnon, um they can definitely hold their own. He, Nathan McKinnon is built. He he is a a built human. Um, and he can hold their, he can hold his own, but you don't want your superstar uh, being the muscle of your team. That's not what superstars stars do. You don't want him being the muscle of your team each and every game. You want him scoring and flying up and down the ice. You don't want him being in a, in a checking game <clears throat> every single day. that's that's just you know the more he takes on that role, the more likely he is to get injured. Clearly, that's not what you want. He he plays rough, and he's going to continue to play play a tough, mean, physical game. But that's not the the style of him. That's at the forefront of his game. And the more he does that, and I don't think the Avalanche are asking him to play that type of game. Uh, but you know, he you don't want him to be your bruiser. And the more he does that, the more likely is to get injured. Yeah. You know? Ron Burgundy said it. It's science. <laughs> you, you play that type of game. Chances are you might get hurt and, and miss a game here and there, not be out for the season, but they can't afford that with him. He needs to be out there every single day. So um, hope that answered some of your questions, Jeremy. But um, if anybody else has anything they want to throw in to the email box, locked on avalanche at gmail.com, we'll get them on the air. So, all right, we've got uh, one more thing to discuss in the uh, NHL season as a whole. But before we get to that, talked about Built Go. Now we're going to talk about Built Bar. We've talked about Built Bar many times. It is the best tasting energy and nutrition protein bar on the market. Tastes more like a candy bar than an energy bar. It's incredibly healthy. Covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Like I said, they taste more like a candy bar. Uh, it's great for the health conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. And most bars have 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. Some of the brown, um, yeah, some of the Flavors available are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, peanut butter banana bread, mint brownie. List goes on and on. Go to builtbar.com right now. Enter the promo code locked on, and twenty percent comes off of your next order. Once again, that promo code is locked on, and twenty percent comes off of your first order at builtbar.com. Finally, uh, we're getting slow dribs and trabs of what's going on with the 2020-2021 season, which probably is just going to be the 2021 season. But they'll label it as the 2020-2021 season. uh, Because we are definitely not playing any hockey before January 1st. And Gary Bettman came out and kind of gave a little bit more... Detail of what the league is looking into, and it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a, a very very interesting season, to say the least. So, this is from NHL.com. It says the NHL is exploring short-term hubs, temporary realignment, and a reduced schedule as options for next season amid the coronavirus pandemic. Um, Commissioner Bettman said he would never ask players to return to a bubble for an entire season. So we know that's not going to happen. I didn't think it would. That'd be way too much to ask all those guys to be away from their families uh, and homes for that amount of time. So we know that's not going to happen. Um, He said the league is exploring teams playing in their own arenas with or without fans, depending on the local situation, um, in hubs or in hybrid systems. So like other leagues are doing, it's going to be different per state. Some states that maybe are doing better than others uh, with the coronavirus might allow a certain amount of uh, fans, others probably none. And that will be a fluid situation, I think, as the league the season goes on and the coronavirus hopefully gets cleared up. Obviously, they'll lighten the reins on that. Um, Any plan would be a collaborative effort between the NHL and the NHLPA. Mm, where else Uh, if teams play in hubs they will rotate in and out so betman says you'll play for 10 to 12 days um you'll play a bunch of games without traveling you'll go back home uh excuse, excuse me you'll go back go home for a week be with your family we'll have our testing protocols and all other things you need it's not going to be quite as effective as a bubble but we think we can if we go this route Minimize the risk to the external, practical, and sensible to the extent practical and sensible. So, that's one of the things we're talking about. So, I think the NHL is kind of aware that we have to try to be as safe as possible. NHL got through their playoffs and Stanley Cup final unscathed, no positive tests. Uh, clearly, they, they want to have no positive tests during the course of a season but the way things are setting up i think it's inevitable guys here and there are going to pop positive it's happening in every single league it, it, it can't almost it, it's almost inevitable it's going to happen but they want to try to minimize it and their way of minimizing it is we're going to have our protocols in place to take tests go to a, a city and you are there for over a week up to two weeks and keep them there and then after that then you get to go home stay home for a little while and then you go to another city for one to two weeks it's it's an interesting method um it, it, it's it and like he's saying that we want to be as effective as possible that might be the best way to do it um now everybody's talking about the canadian factor in all of this um he says Where is this uh, include the closure to non-essential travel to the United States Canadian border? Obviously, we're not going to move all seven Canadian franchises south of the 49th parallel. And so we have to look at alternative ways to play. And while crossing the U S Canadian border is an issue, we're also seeing within the United States limitations in terms of quarantining. When you go from certain States to other States, it's again, part of having to be flexible so and then he gets into travel and they then they get into viewership from the the playoffs last year and how it dipped a little bit and all the things that come into play. So it's a, it's a good article, but the beginning part of that is kind of like what people are kind of like looking for right now and and getting some info and the canadian side of things really throws a wrench into it and like he said in the very end uh it's about being flexible. So I don't know how they're going to figure out that canadian side of things <clears throat> but uh, I thought we'd kind of get answers before November. We're in the first couple weeks of of November right now. But, you know, that doesn't mean that they're not talking. Clearly, they're talking about it. It's just things have changed in the world. The numbers for the virus keep going up. So I think the, the plan that they had initially maybe hasn't gone away, but it's changed. Uh, but, man, I, I think if, if we're going to have hockey – on or around January first, we're gonna need to know pretty quick, because you know you have to you'd have to kind of know before December starts, wouldn't you? Because all these guys got to get back, do some training camp, and kind of get into to hockey shape as best they can to start a season. The season might not be an eighty-two game season, and we we were hoping we didn't have to go down this road again with you know the following year but here we are and you know we might have to to suck it up in in terms of watching hockey in a different way for this next season we're definitely going to start that way um and and you hate to say even well hopefully for next season you know the season after the one that's coming up things get back into to, to normalcy but i guess we just have to do one thing at a time right now uh, but it seems like we will get hockey, which I guess is the bottom line. Other than obviously people staying staying safe, um, you don't want to see anybody getting positive. Uh, but we will have hockey in some capacity, and we'll just have to play it by ear. So that is going to be it for today, everybody. Uh, if it's the first time tuning in, thank you. If you've been tuning in since the beginning, I thank you just the same, and definitely check out Locked On NHL. For I talk about what's going on in the league, league wide every once in a while. Check on Locked On NHL every day, especially today on Thursday when me and Adam from Locked On Lightning host it, uh, and we'll talk about anything going on around the league. So that's going to be it. Thank you guys for tuning in today and each and every day. Stay safe out there, and uh, we'll see ya. Go abs go.